Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Gonzalez. What's up, guys? Welcome to Get Heavy Podcast. Another beautiful episode coming at you. A very special guest, my mom, Tammy Kasamis, mean Tammy Jean, Mama Kay, as most of you know her, a woman that's raised literally hundreds of children illegitimately uh, and a handful of fucking kids legitimately. Um, she is a legendary figure in my mind and most of Ventura's. Um, it was so fun to talk to her. She's one of my favorite people in the world. She's one of the funniest fucking people I've ever met. And we probably got to the very tip of the iceberg of the chaos uh, that we all grew up in together. Um, so enjoy that. This podcast is sponsored by Salzer's Records. 50 plus years, they have been serving the area as one of the only and largest independent music shops in the country. Right here, Ventura, California, off Victoria, 5777 Valentine Road. Open daily, 11 to 7. If you like records, CDs, tapes, used shit, um, all kinds of accessories, posters, T-shirts. They got an incredible gift shop upstairs, jewelry, jewels, all kinds of shit, purses, socks, anything you want. Check out the head shop for all of you little dab, little dab supporters, dude. All the guys that like to get so fucking high you can't feel your face. Uh, that They got all the shit up there. I mean, water pipes, bongs, whatever they call them now, bubblers, fucking everything. I'm using terms that are actually probably way outdated. So they are they are in date there. They know what the fuck they're talking about, and I don't. So go check it out. They got an incredible adult shop for all you little freaks that like to get twisted up there. Check it out. The uh, independent fucking spot, right? 50 years, the Salzer's family. I'd love to see this place run another 50. Uh, big shout out to Jim, RIP. Check out the video store across the street. Probably the last video store on earth. You can find shit there that you can't find on YouTube. I'll say that. You know what I mean? Check that shit out. And uh, God damn it, man. Salzer's fucking records. Having said all that, now time for some shameless self-promotion. My band Tongue is going to be playing our first show August 7th here in Ventura, California at GG's Bar Cocktail Lounge, as they maybe call it. Um, we're very excited. This is technically our first show back since COVID and really our record release because our record came out in the middle of COVID. The album's called Bleak, and we didn't get to do anything for it. We got a new guitar player we're breaking in. Uh, it's going to be an incredible night. $10 at the door, 21 plus. GG's here in Ventura. Look for the link in the description below this podcast. Uh, very excited about that. Goat Goat Rhythm's playing with us. We got Easy Death. We got the band Lungs from uh, L.A. All incredible music starts at 8 p.m. Come down and check it out. It should be awesome. Also, go ahead and uh, check out the um, Get Heavy uh, Patreon page, patreon.com slash getheavypodcast. $1 a month gets you in the door. You get early access to all these episodes bonus content, all kinds of shit like that. Uh, these episodes go up a week early. So that's pretty cool. Check that out. And then uh, check out the merch, dude. Check out the merch. Localshop.com slash Get Heavy Podcast. We got sh awesome shirts, mugs, dog tags, whatever you want with that Get Heavy logo on there. I got sweatpants and all kinds of cool shit coming up soon. Uh, we're going to be start launching all that. Some new designs coming out. 
Um, so check that for updates. Also link in description below. And lastly, rate, subscribe, review, comment, all that shit on this podcast. Tell your fucking friends. I really, really can't thank you guys enough for the amount of love I get, um, some emails, all that stuff. I mean, it really means the world to me. I'm out here on my own little island. I'm just trying to do the best I can, trying to get my feet wet, trying to get find my voice. I appreciate everyone that's gone along on the ride. Uh, hit that notifications bell on YouTube. And having said all that, enjoy the episode. Hi, Mom. Hi, son. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Just glad to be here. You're wondering what this is? Uh, I'm hoping it's not an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> it's my list of uh, traumas that I want you to explain. To oh, oh, man. We're already, we're already going down the shithole right now. Uh, I'm so excited you got on here. Um, uh, I'm excited, too. We were too. just talking about... Uh, this is my mother for everyone. Hello. Tammy Kasamis, mean Tammy Jean. She goes by many names. Mama K. Uh, we'll give us some of the other hints. Yeah, there's there's a few of them that I, some I can say and some I can't. So yeah, anyways, can but uh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I think Mama K is my favorite of all, but uh, mean Tammy Jean suck. Yeah. Uh, I, I had to hold my own. For many years. For many years. So A true desert rat. A complete desert rat. Yeah. Who is a complete local beach person now? I know. I always, I always I tell am. everyone that I'm from the desert. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in talking because it's a much funner story. But really, we moved out of there when I was, what, 10? Yeah. Yeah. I, I am. Uh, Jimmy imported us. That's what he said. That's right. And, and uh, yeah, I decided that I was going to raise you guys at the beach. And that was that. So I and did why? it. Uh, the desert just didn't seem to give anything. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> anything at all. And I just saw, I used to come down on the weekends all the time and the atmosphere, just everything about it was everywhere I wanted to raise my kids. So I just uh, sacrificed everything I could and boogied. Yeah. That was it. So I just went. I love it. I did too. I, I never thank you, but thank you for uh, having me here. You know, I would never, I think I'd be a totally different human. I think if I, think I stayed out there, everybody <laughs> would, all be. Of us would be. Yeah. You'd probably have a mullet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. And a rat, rat tail. tail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, but I wanted to get, because we have so many family stories, right? Yes. I mean, like a ridiculous amount of family stories. It's unreal. Tell everyone where you grew up, how you grew up. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Well, I grew up in Lancaster, California, and I grew up in a uh, cul-de-sac uh, in at Tempo Homes in that area. And it was a very um, 1972, you played outside, kick the can, smear the queer. You can't even say that anymore. <laughs> yeah, you can't even say that word anymore. Yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to do that. And uh, you played it. <laughs> you, you, you know, you had hoses in the front yard and you had water fights and you hung out and, and all the parents were young. Kids were young. It was a great place actually to grow up. So. I know, but we know that you were wild. Uh, completely. Why, when did that wild? Start? I mean, you know, your best friend, my aunt Lisa can Oh Harry, my God. Shout out Adam. He's mm-hmm. on the podcast with kids. Yeah. Uh, but you know, where, like, at it's, what point was it, was it always wild? Yeah. No, it was, wild? you know what? It was my soul. It, from the time I was little, I remember looking at my parents and thinking, what in the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. You know, but, uh, I met Lisa when we were in third grade and I remember her outfit. I mean, like, that's how detailed it was. Yeah. We started hanging out and, uh, she came up from a huge family, Kansanaries, six kids, no control. Just didn't matter what happened, yeah. and we hung out. 
but uh we were just wild. I mean, we started in junior high and I mean, my parents looked at me continually and just thought, what in God's name's the matter with this? I, I really believe that there was, I didn't need rules you at did. all. Yeah. None, none. Yeah. So you, anyways, you believed you did. I believed I did yeah, not. It worked out so that. well for me when I <laughs> left with your dad at 15. You right, know? Yeah. <laughs> anyways, but, the story of you seeing and meeting dad or you know, right? I mean, yeah, I don't. The water tower. It's well, it's not even the water tower. You know, meeting your dad was a fate that was out of my control. You know what I mean? It was like I saw a picture of him in school, oh. and somebody was passing around a picture of him, and I was like, They're "That." Passing around pictures of him. Uh, yeah, and it was not naked. It was just a headshot. <laughs> Anyways, <Wait>. but and <laughs> this headshot. Yeah. Anyways, but he. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Good God. So, uh, but I mean, I saw it, and something was there, and I was like, "That's that's." I'm going to meet that guy. And it ended up being, uh, we met on blind dates and uh, we went on a blind date to Bob Seeger. Oh, and nice. that was our first date. Yeah. Uh, he pulled up in his Chevy wrap around window truck that literally ran out of gas on the way home from Bob Seeger. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah. And he <laughs> literally, he made, I was pushing it as he was sitting in the seat. I don't know you how. Yeah. Down. Yes. I, he was sitting in the seat, scaring, telling me that he was doing something. Right. And and then he said, that's when he knew I was a keeper, okay. you know, you know, I was like, I don't know. So and, like, on the way home, he runs out of gas. Yeah. Somehow you get out and push. Yeah. Somehow. Yes. By yourself. I'm, you know, 15 and a half, 110 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> and pushing it up, feeling in the middle of the desert. And then he's helping. He's not helping. He was doing something yeah. in there, but anyways, I'm not sure what, but it was fate. And then I saw him a few more times. I saw him at a party standing on a tower. He was in a flannel and he was spitting on people. And I just knew that was the guy for me. <laughs> Not one of those is a red flag. No, no red flags there. <laughs> Anyways, nothing. So, it, it, and it continued on. He, I saw him at a party. The first time he ever kissed me, he threw a guy through the window and ran out and kissed me and then ran off. I thought, Jesus, that was great. <laughs> Anyways, it was a fairy tale in a yeah. weird kind of crazy desert way. Now, the 70s, though, were fucking wild anyway, right? They I were mean, pretty. I think there was like, because I, I think about this a lot, like growing up in the 90s. <clears throat> it was a pretty mild time in uh-huh. history, right? But the 70s is coming off the 60s. It shit. Like. It was. It nuts. seems like that whole generation was fucking. It was tired of the uptight weird. Yeah, behavior, right? just like not going to fifties even. Yeah. your parents would have grown up in the fifties. Right, grandma, they right? definitely grew up in the fifties. Yeah, and they act like it. Yes, they still act like it. But it was, uh, it was wild. You just did things, and when you decide that you don't, uh, you don't need any rules, you get into some stuff, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I, I. Uh, yeah. partied and and uh did things and you know got the whole freshman class screwed up on purple haze and i don't know how that happened and you skated <laughs> I, skateboarded I skateboarded all over town i skateboarded with a bunch of guys out in a uh a, it was a water reservoir oh, and okay. we used to skate the the stuff that bands, stu- the bands yeah. all the time and uh, yeah i skated all over town we skated everywhere me and lisa yeah yeah so yeah, it would even as a kid when i got into skating I remember I, skateboarded. I finally was like good enough to push and uh-huh. do, you know, stay on the board. And I remember you jumping on the skateboard and just taking off down the street and going like, yeah, apparently my mom fucking skates. <laughs> yeah. I, I, no I skated till I was 26. I would put you guys down for a nap. Uh-huh. We bought me and your dad bought a house out in Roseman, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put you guys down for a nap and I'd get on my board and go all the way into the street and back. And that was like my deal. And then yeah. you'd wake up, but I, I'm bored. And, 
motorcycles. I mean, from the time you were kids, that's what we did out there in the desert. Yeah, we rode, me and my brothers rode. We ran from the cops. I mean, that's just what you did, you know? If you didn't spell your six-pack while you were riding your motorcycle, you were in, you know? (laughs) That was a big win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my brother James has balance, like, I can't tell you. Yeah. Like I could pop a wheelie, hold a six pack and balance me on the back at the same time. Yeah. You know, was, it was just amazing. Incredible. Yeah. He yeah. was a very good writer. So, yeah, that's da- so funny. David, not so much anyway. Yeah. So anyway, well, there's always the one. Right? Yeah. He's a smart one. So there you go. Yeah. He's like, very so rich now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. It's so funny. I mean, cause you know, I talk about Toronto a lot up here. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I talk about all that stuff, but I, you know, I want to like, why I know mm-hmm. you ran away with dad when you were about six. 17 i was just uh 16 and a half tell us what what was your first experience going out to the real desert the trona desert you know (laughs) it is such an indescribable deal Uh, (laughs) craig and me had dated we broke up uh he called me one night and said he can't live without me will you move in with me and i said oh hell yes (laughs) anyway so he Loaded up his truck or brought his truck, backed it up to my parents' house, which we had an outside balcony, two story. Uh-huh. And we literally threw everything that I owned in my bedroom into the back of that truck after from the balcony. From the balcony yeah. After we had all of our friends there at eight in the morning partying right. to say goodbye. Right. So we took off and we drove to Trona and, you know, I did the, what am I doing? Wrote my parents a note, left them a note. Basically, that's what I said. Like yeah. I'm out. Yeah, And um, so when we drove in, it was night and you come around the mountain and there's all these plant lights because it's a big light anyways. And I said to him and it smells like ass. Yeah. So it's potash is what it is. But, and I said to him, what said, what is that? And he said, well, honey, that's where they grow the flowers for the Rose Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't believe him. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so, but, uh, yeah, that was, uh, my first experience in Trona and it was just, it, talk about insane. That place was, yeah. you know, just insane. It was a small town. There was 20 bars in it. That's what you did. At the time, right? It was, a <laughs> it was booming. Town, it was right? booming. We had, there were stores and gas stations and yeah. I mean, there was a lot going on in that town, but it was just, there was no rules at all. Right. More so than even white yeah. passes. And then growing up with, you know, finding out about Helter Skelter, which I, have to, you know, I'm in seventh grade. This is the scariest thing I've ever heard of. Right. And then I, I run into people that are literally living there right. that from are part of, from the Manson yeah. family, yeah. you know, and right. I'm just like, what? they basically all went there to hide out. <laughs> they right? were in Par- the... Parker Ranch. Yeah. In Bar- Parker Ranch. Parker right? Ranch. That's yeah. where he got caught. Yeah. Well, he got, yeah. So like after the murders and mm-hmm. all the shit, the Manson, I think a lot of them scattered up there. Or is this yeah. pre the murders? No, this is pre the murders. Pre murders. So okay. pre murders, uh, them, uh, a young lady anyway, who lived there, I won't say her name, but anyways, uh, she, she lived there and was part of the deal. And, um, it was just a normal deal for the people. They're like, yeah, whatever. You know, she told me a story one time that her and Charlie went to kill her grandma, but the car broke down. So they didn't, I thought, wow, I'm out (laughs) anyway. So, but I met the most interesting people, some that I'm still lifetime friends with, but others, I, you know, everybody wants to go to Trona. The kids, the girls love, Shauna loves to go to Trona, Marie. Right. I hate it. I hate yeah. the town. I hate everything about it. Well, I, you got a lot of, I was, it was insane. Yeah, it was just chaos. So yeah. I was, so like when you get there, right, you guys, were you living in a house? No, no, we were in a trailer that. Cause the, I've heard all sorts of things. Right? Yeah. I mean, no. Dad wanted to live in a cave. Oh yeah. A long time. He was going to build me a house in a cave because right. it stays 70 degrees all year round. <laughs> 
Oh, no, it, it was the life that I lived with your father was insane. Yeah. But I learned so much in my life to survive. It right. was because there was my parents. You, I, I didn't have to survive with my parents. Right. I was given everything. I had a great room. They had money. It didn't matter, mm-hmm. you know. But with him, yeah, I had to survive. But when we got there, we lived in a trailer. There was 25 trailers, maybe 50 that were all identical that had S's on them. Okay. So they were all for Cyril Valley. Anyway, okay. so that's where he was living at that time. And uh, this in Trona? In Trona. Right when you come into Trona, oh, the first part. Yeah, there's three sections to Trona. Right. So this is the, the uh, West End is what they call right. it. So, uh, yeah, that was funny enough that uh, stories and stories of people getting drunk and going into the wrong trailer because they all looked exactly the same. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, what are you doing in here? But you and dad are like 17. Yeah, he's, I'm, I'm old. 16 and a half and he's like just 18. Just barely. Yeah. And, and dad at this point is working in mines and he's fucking. He's always a heavy equipment. It didn't yeah. matter. We went from there. We went to Bakersfield. We pretty much went to Trona, Lancaster, Bakersfield, but it, it didn't matter. He'd pack, say, pack the house up in two days I'd pack it we'd split he'd go to another job he'd walk out onto the job site and jump on a piece of their right. equipment and yeah. he would he would roll and they would say what are you doing here he's like I'm your new guy yeah I'm your new guy so he totally. was pretty uh fearless yeah at that time in his life but uh Trona was just there was so many people I met I met you know crazy people Greek people that literally ended up there from Greece really yeah from Greece how the hell do you end up in trona from greece you come from this beautiful oh my god and you ended up that hell hole anyways that didn't go so well for leo he got murdered so anyways it's such a long story yeah i mean i i want to hear more. there's so many i remember a few characters when i was around vogel yes i remember fucking um obviously kathy was around but you were never around then um you know i mean i remember obviously all coyote Coyote. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I what is Coyote. it? Dr. Bates, okay, right? Crow. Crow. I'm like, people right. just yeah. name people out there after dogs and animals. Right. That's how bad the town is. <laughs> I just remember Crow <laughs> and his nuts. That was it. Oh my god! <laughs> this guy would wear Daisy Dukes, like literal, actual Daisy yes. Dukes, all the time, and he'd fucking go to bend over, and you're like, Oh, oh I'm 12. There was you know a hippie, I mean? hippie John. Uh, yeah, just crazy people. The characters that your dad brought home on a daily basis, preacher, I mean, was insane. Yeah. He, there was never a day he didn't go out to the mine for three or four days, show back up with literally, you're like, where did you find him? <laughs> like, was he in the, the mind? <laughs> Anyways, we're going to give him what? We're going to yeah. give him some, our last five bucks in a pie? Okay. But that was, you know, it was a, it was a crazy time. And, um, there was just no rhyme or reason about what, what was going on. Yeah. I was having babies and he was working and drag. We were all going with yeah. each other, you know, Do that you was feel like it's a, just an absolute bore that time at this point. I don't think it is. I mean, I don't regret one minute of it and I don't hold grudges. Obviously me and Craig are still good friends. Yeah. Um, I've tried to always keep it civil between you i should have probably just punched him straight in his face more than once i tried a couple times but yeah anyways he's pretty fast um (laughs) but you know it's just uh, it was always important for you guys not to you know feel all that animosity and hate yeah i know you know a really good job i mean that was just my whole deal you know friends and people that we talk to and it's right you know and and of all the people you could have bad mouthed you know what I mean? He probably would have been the guy, you know, yeah, what I mean? but he you, you never did it. You know no. I mean? it was, and it's why, you know, it, 
I just don't what it like because you've always been so good at holding people together and holding mm-hmm. our family together and holding all these things together, right? Um, a million fucking kids call you their mom, right? right. I mean, and all our friends, everything. But what a privilege is like, that? I know, but to where, do that. Like, why? Like, where does because they have no idea? You don't know. You know, I think I think from what I hear of I and here's another long story. I have a re- Wendell Grig. Uh, I was born uh, with a my dad was not my dad anyway. So I had a dad. Right. My mom got pregnant when she was eighteen. Blah blah. His name is Wendell. I hear stories about him and I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of things about him that remind me of the things that I did. So maybe in that aspect, maybe genetic, Uh, he was a kind man. He loved children. Uh, You know, he was wild and out of control. I mean, my parents, they got married. My mom gave him three weeks to get a job and he went out and stole tires. And I was like, well, what's the matter with that? (laughs) What's the matter with that? It was a, what's the matter yeah, anyway so yeah. she kicked him out but you know it's just uh that's just it i don't know where it comes from uh, honestly the love for you guys i mean when when i had you guys i looked at you and i was like that's it till death do us part right. period and that was it that was it for me so yeah, yeah I don't it's, just, know. it's so i mean i don't know because some people don't have that right. gene right my I parents mean, weren't that they're they're kind and loving yeah, and, but the my house was not open it was a pain in the butt to ever get anybody to be able to stay the night. Right. You know, our house was, you know, a basic flop house, but you think with it was rules. A reaction to that? You Maybe. Kind of just wanting to be that open. I kind of, you know what? I honestly, I don't know that I had any rhyme or reason. I just rolled with my shit. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't even know that there was a direction or that I had reasons. I, yeah. I just, just kind of went with it and how I felt and, you know, I have a compassion for kids and, you know, obviously, and I love kids and they make me laugh and I think they're yeah. hysterical. And there was a lot of kids that just didn't have any direction or a parent. Well, especially out there. Right? Yeah. I mean, out I in mean, Toronto, like, I mean, there was a lot of fucking parents, I'm sure. That oh, my God. Just even parents. all the way back to Roseman, we right. lived there. The little Monica down the street. Oh. Remember, we took her in because her parents never came for her never. to the house. Ever. Ever. Yeah. You know, so I, I just. I don't know how that all came about, but I, it's been a blessing in my life for sure. Yeah, no, it's, uh, but, I mean, do you have, I want to hear a good Trona story. Do you got anything that just pops in your mind? Well, like this is, there's so, I, I know I want to hear, like, I want to hear, I know you so have so many, many. there's so many that I need to write it down, but you there's do. one where your dad was never, um, he, he went to, you know, I never understood people that went to bars for eight and 10 hours a day. Right. Uh, hence I became a bartender and then I got it. Yeah. But if I would have understood that when he was out, so he would go to work, go to the bar. I wouldn't see him till two or three in the morning. Right. I was living up in Homewood Canyon, which is a ways out. It's about 40 miles out of town. And, you know, I had babies and mm-hmm. I would literally be, I was pregnant and I had a, a bunch of dudes that um, lived up the street, the Thornton brothers. And every morning they would help me push my 61 Volvo pregnant mm-hmm. to jumpstart it so I could take off and go into town every, every single morning. <laughs> but I mean, that was just part of the deal. Yeah. There was now when we say Homewood Canyon, yes, there's needs. And I've talked about this a little bit. This is literally, I mean, you probably lived in a house that was up there, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was a house. <laughs> but when we say house, I made it a house shacks yeah. that are in a yeah. canyon in the middle of the fucking backside of Mojave. Yeah, this right? one was a really cool house and literally you could tell that the bathroom was added on. 
Because right. and even though I kept it as nice as I could, yeah. somehow there was a, some wind that was coming through when you were right. sitting in the bathroom, you it's know. A step so, up from dirt yeah, I mean, but it was a beautiful little weird area, and yeah. um, you know, that but was they would, they would help you push start your car, push start my sixty one bubble to get down the hole, and I was very pregnant because either to go find your dad. So right. one of the guys that you spoke about, I hadn't seen your dad for overnight. Woke up in the morning, pissed off, went down, and Vogel. Uh, Mike Vogel was a good friend of his. Well, I went to your grandpa's yard and there was your dad's broke down truck and his feet hanging out of the truck, passed out, right? Yeah. So I got a bat and I went <laughs> over to his feet and nailed him uh-huh. in the shins yeah. as hard as I could. And the when bat? they jumped up, it was Mike Vogel, not Craig. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, so, anyways, so uh, that was uh, that was poor Mike. I always think about him because I bruised, <laughs> I racked him in the legs, and when it jumped up, it was Mike because they all wore their work boots and jeans. Anyways, so I mean, the shit that your dad did made me this crazy, crazy person. Right? Yeah. I mean, you You're know, living in a reactive world. It was just you know, <laughs> him and Doctor Bates would drive off and. I picked up whole cans of dog food and would chuck them at him as they were heading to the bar. And, uh, you know, doctor, he turned around and just said, boy, she sure was pissed off. And I was like, Oh my God. But and Dr. Bates, cause uh, I vaguely remember Bates. what happened. How did this guy end up in our life? Have no idea, you know, but no. he just showed up and he was not a doctor. <laughs> not a doctor but he, he was he was a geologist of some sort a hand man-made geologist uh but he just slept on our couch for like 11 years i mean 11 <laughs> fucking years i mean i was like dude i am so and he had the nicest wife and these great kids that lived in bakersfield and every really? now and then they would come visit and he had a family, had a family. in fact his son died on the way to visit him in trona oh my god rolled a car wow. So anyways, but yeah, I had a great a wife and these two beautiful kids. And he went out to all these mining jobs. And anyways, I don't know how he landed on our couch for 11 years, but he it really did. literally you can have a photo, a family photo of me holding one of the kids just born in Bates in the background. Yeah, I'm like, oh like, my God. It's like the guy on the couch in that movie Half Baked. You know yeah, I mean? like, just like some dude sleeping there. I might, I mean. I vaguely uh, remember yeah. parts of my life, my early life, this guy just being on the couch. Yeah, like, he, he was just your dad's bud, man. And that's what yeah. they did. They went mining together and they opened a business. You know, they did the mine, gold mine together and they were partners and, you know, got drunk together and whatever. Yeah. But it was just, uh, it. Trona is just, there's so many stories of that place. And not only that place, there's stories in Bakersfield where we were. Right. You know, it just, uh, we were two young kids we were rogue, man. We just ran yeah. and, you know, started having babies, dragging them around. I and don't remember ever being because well, you, was, you didn't yeah, live there. I didn't. You, it was, was it was pre babies. Okay, yeah. So when I had you, I told him I wanted to own a home. So he okay. bought me a goddamn home in Roseman. Right. Because I wouldn't live in Trona. Yeah. I was not doing it. So, uh, well, we did live there for a little while. Yeah. So I remember. I oh, yeah. Remember oh, yeah. We did. We, the, you were probably four. Carly was two. Yeah. Mandy was born. I brought her home to Trona. Right. So, and then after that, I said, I'm out of here, you know. So, uh, but it was just, it was a great, insane, crazy life. And, yeah. you know, when we decided, uh, or we didn't decide, he decided he didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Then I just had the role and, do what I had to do. Right. So I sold a house in Roseman myself and I 
lived in a moved into the love oh, shack, shack the love shack which was a literally a two-bedroom house with no hallway it was a two no, bedrooms a hallway because i and i came from a three-bedroom two-bath house and had to you know yeah. And moved into this. It was literally 850 it, square. Not yeah, it was so small it and was so tiny. And the porch was bigger than the house, which was my saving grace because I would lock you guys in the house and right. go on the porch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I mean, it's just so many uh, great things. You know, people say, you know, you wonder dragging your kids with you. I took you guys everywhere I went. I right. rolled with you, whether it helped or hindered. I don't no, know. I, I don't you know, know what I mean? mean? So I it's don't just, know. It's a but. weird thing because you don't, um, I could have never understood it until I had my own kids. Right. You know I mean, and I've told many, many times to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> for what I, and I thought I was a pretty good kid. You, you know were I mean? a good <laughs> kid. I but, did find know. out things you did later, but I was yeah, like, well, you're a good kid. Yeah, you were very sleepy. Carrie, Carly took the hit yeah. a lot. And Mandy just lied. Mandy just told you honestly what she was doing. That chick floored me every day. Yeah. I'm going to go to the, I'm going to this party and I'm going to drink Jack Daniels. Okay. <laughs> like, why are you telling me? Yeah. Like, why are you not sneaking it? Yeah. You know, like it was just so confusing. Yeah. Every personality, every kid, you know, just yeah. insanity. You're just like, okay, right. No, but. Yeah. But I mean, just the fact that, you know, you always you never let you know what i mean like you no matter the chaos that we did grow up in right which was it was you know i don't view it as really traumatic i mean there obviously is shit that happens right. it's crazy right like but when i tell people how we grew up uh-huh. it's like nothing even fucking close to like what you guys did you know what you know yeah. what I mean? like it's well, nothing close you know what i mean so like Obviously, there's been a lot of trauma and shit, but you don't you you don't seem to view your life as surviving fucking like the trauma doesn't kill you. Right? No, like, and, and there's been a, a you know because, we laugh about it a lot, but there yeah, yeah there was a lot of trauma in my life know, as to yeah. me personally. Yeah, know. you know between you know people, family, dog, you know everything, a lot of stuff. I mean, I worked at a feline compound for and and trained the tigers and. And and you know please, I mean for, you okay so for yeah so wild fucking time. dude I got in some trouble uh-huh. and I had about when I went to court the judge gave me four thousand hours of community service four thousand I was like so well how hours. am I gonna do this and get That's my kids yeah like job. I got sentenced <laughs> to a full of just helping people out. Yeah. Anyway, so I was like looking around and I was like, well, there's a feline compound that had opened out in Roseman. And it was, there was bears, tigers, horses, and, uh, you know, there was bobcats. It was just, it was insane. Right. I mean, there was an 800 pound tiger named Bear there, right. which my picture was on the wall right. with him forever. I took an ex-boyfriend out there one time and he was like, what? Because <laughs> I said nothing as we went in and he's like, that chick looks just like you. That is me. Yeah. That is me. He's like, what? Yeah. But it was an amazing, I, you know, I started out uh, taking care of the horses, feeding them, uh, walking them out, and, and yeah. then realized like the next two days, I was literally chopping that horse up to feed to the tigers. <laughs> I think somebody should have told me that. You know what I mean? Talk about trauma, right? I was like, where's Keith? Anyways, but I was like, no. So yeah, where's she? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's carcass right there. Anyways, but I had uh, 
I had so much, <laughs> got so much experience. You guys came out there a lot. I, I don't know, know if I remember you remember it. But I mean, you came out there a lot and uh, I worked my ass off at that place. And I got pissed right. on by an 800 pound tiger. Have you never been peed on by a tiger or anybody could actually say that? Right. Yeah. You've never Not been pissed even. on. I don't yeah. give a shit. It's a garden hose of hell. No amount of uh, yeah. And you're between. Gonna, nope. 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 <laughs> Anyways, I beat it all. And I'm locked in a, a little area between uh-huh. the tiger and a wall. You know, which a gate, you never actually go in with them. You know, you yeah. know, you're just on the outside, but you know, and you, and people were just people with wild animals. Don't even get me started. Yeah. People with animals are so wild and you know, you learn to respect them when you're in the wild anyways. Yeah. And I say that because me and, you know, me and you were on a hill and this goes on to another story in Trona. Sorry. I jump around, no, it's fine. but, um, we're setting on a rock. It, okay. okay, so your dad's like, we're gonna go hiking and look for, you know, gold, gold mine and yeah. whatever. Good <laughs> God, we're gonna go look at mountains. <sighs> made anyway, so I, I put you on a, a in a backpack, mm-hmm. and you're probably about one years old, and we start hiking and stuff like that, and we go, and so I'm tired. It's hot. Yeah. So I sat on a rock, and your dad scurried down the hill to go to a creek or something that was down there to check out something that he saw. Well, as I'm sitting there, he's screaming. Uh-huh. And pointing at me. And I'm thinking to myself, what? What? Yeah. Like that. So I see him running up this hill as fast as he can. By the time he got almost to me, I turned around and there was a mountain lion behind us. No way. Yeah. So it had been stalking us for a long time. Oh, Anyways. And what does he do? He shoots at it as he's coming up the hill. <laughs> he's so shooting at you. it past <laughs> me and you at the hill. Yeah. Anyways, oh, I was just like, you stupid. Son of a bitch. Scared him off. Oh yeah. It was, it was gone. And uh, you know, and anyways, I was just so, so back to the feline compound. I worked that for 3,570 hours and they right. finally wrote off some stuff, but right. I worked with a lot of tigers and panthers and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, it was you, insane. I really felt this story about a guy getting swiped. That was something. actually, that was, I went in with the two panthers that were in the Playboy uh commercial years ago okay they had two and so the lady was training it uh Uh, she had him sitting on pedestals she says okay you're going to get in the cage first time i've ever gotten in a cage with him as i was there and i said all right this is great and as i went in one of the panthers swiped her and knocked her out cold (laughs) so now i'm standing there she's cold on the ground there's two panthers on a pedestal and i'm thinking to myself this is going to go fucking bad, right? <laughs> so what do I do? So when you're in that situation, they have you slowly back up and there's this button you hit, alarms go off and people come over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that <laughs> that could really go bad. You're in the cage. Yeah. So I did exactly that. And luckily the guys came, they had the zappers and they opened the door yeah. and I fell they out the around. door. Yeah, they got her out and she was pissed because she was bruised from it hitting her. It was like being punched in the face, you know? Yeah. And I thought, well, my tiger, uh, I'm done. done. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good with nice. that. Yeah, I don't need to train him. Yeah. But, you know, I remember being a kid and going out there to it visit was like, you. Oh, yeah. You I remember. What, I mean? what do you remember? Peaches? I remember the peaches. Yeah. The weird little, like. She was a bob, uh, a, uh, Bobcat. no, a, um, the pointed a lynx a lynx that was raised on a boat right right and she shit in a toilet yeah so i remember being i'd walk be walking through there and you'd be you'd like walk by and there's these like lynx on a toilet like yeah taking a shit. that was like, the only place she would shit <laughs> yeah yeah it was it's insane. like only desert shit it's right? just who in the hell else would do that 
I think I had a choice to go to an old folks home and crochet shit. And I said, no way, you know, like I couldn't do it. So anyways, that was, uh, that was my tiger bearing years. I'm done with all that. So, yeah. But, but I mean, what, you know, when I, when people talk about their fucking trauma and this and that, like Mm -hmm. part of me goes, yeah, but you, I mean, Really? But did you really? But did, is it really that bad? Like, did you see how I grew up? Did you I, see I how feel, you fucking grew up? Like, yeah. Like I, you, I know you. We've talked at length about, you know, the pussification of the world now, right? So you know I mean, much, but so many. Pussies. I just don't know. Like that shit. What breaks people sometimes is so incredibly minuscule compared to the crazy fucking chaos that other people go through. Absolutely. Right? Well, now every you know you trip over something and somebody gets broke or you, you say something it's just it's just a different world but i don't think it's it's bad you know i mean as far as where it's going as far there's just not that much chaos i take that back there's still a lot of terrible things going on but it just seemed like when i was raising you guys it was a continuous like whoa 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 where are we gonna get the money to pay for that you know i mean like it was just like all the time but you just keep going man yeah you just keep going where people some a lot of people would have quit yeah dude i you see that whole town is littered with people that quit and i do i this town everywhere everywhere people quit all the time i know they just talk about like oh uh i'm not going to tolerate that for my kids i'm going to kick them out like they're 13 Right. You're an asshole. What do you, you don't get the choice to throw your kid out on the street right, right. just because they turn into a dick because you were probably one. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just not the case. You gotta, you're gonna have to fondle through that somehow and figure it out. Yeah. And I, you know, you guys talk about trauma. Let me, you know, I'm, look, I'm the one who suffered. <laughs> raising us, yeah. raising you guys yeah. i mean no, i remember no. going on the side of the house and banging my <laughs> head on the wall like are you kidding I remember, me I you know like, like many times oh like i think we broke mom yeah like she's done she's <laughs> loose. Her, yeah. did you see her she just hopped the wall she's yeah. out <laughs> and i get it i mean yeah you know, as a being a dad now like i just those girls they they were it was brutal. tough oh my god brutal. i was like i used to tell you all the time you know don't join a gang blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're, you know you were a good kid yeah all my girls did they they did everything they weren't supposed to while i mean i took my first vacation at 40 and i went to hawaii for two weeks and the shit that happened at oh, my I house know. It was you know i was like okay well i'm gonna kill you so <laughs> anyways yeah. but you know and you're always you're always protecting your kids, but I was never a kid. I was never a mom that said my child would never. Right. I always yeah. said, fuck, really? Well, you know, so you kind of know yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, and I'm just going to go way forward. I just had knee replacement. Yeah. I felt like I woke up in the middle of knee surgery. Yeah. And so I said to my doctor, who is, Oh, so good looking. I said, you know, I think I woke up in the middle of surgery. And he said, well, let me tell you the story. I said, oh, God, here we go. And he said he was doing my knee surgery. Mm -hmm. And he all of a sudden looked down and he felt something. And my hand had came out and I was just patting him on his ass (laughs) as he was doing the surgery. And I said, well, that sounds like me, right? It sounds like me. Anyways, but, you know, and I said, oh. Well, I think I was tapping out. Why didn't you help me? Yeah. You know, but anyways, you just like, you kind of know yourself and you know your kids yeah. and you say, yeah, he 
probably did ram all the mailboxes on that street <laughs> yeah. or run over every trash can that yeah. was full, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you just got to keep, I think that all in perspective of, you know, your kids will, and they yeah. will do it, you know, yeah. they will do well, it. There's also something to be said for letting your kids grow up a little wild, right? I, I mean, think, you know what I mean? You know, I think if your mother's wild, you don't have much of a choice. Yeah, well, I, you yeah, know, I went the opposite way, right? You I, did. I went religious when I was a child, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I rolled right with you. I know. I jumped into the church <laughs> and was like, all right, let's do this. Let's do this. Fucking Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck did he say? Yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah, but, no, but, um, you know, it's just, I think it's, you know, I think a lot of the hover parents and all that stuff that, which I know you, it drives you fucking nuts, the hovering oh my Lord. and all that stuff. I mean, like. You have to let people grow, you man. You right? I mean, you can't let them disrespect. And that's a big thing that I have in my world of who I was mm-hmm. compared to what parents do these days. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? I would grab you and whip your ass in the store. And I don't mean punch you or no. I just give you a good yeah. spanking on your yeah. butt. You'd straighten right up and it'd be a done deal. Yeah. You know, you can out there were, you could you didn't lie and never have I did not have to hit you. I would just yeah. talk about it and you'd oh, break yeah. out in a cold sweat. Curled, yeah, you know, problem. Carly, I hit her for everything. Yeah. She got it twice. Mandy, you know, she lied or she told the truth and it, you know, it, it was just all different oh, yeah. with each kid. But I really didn't ha- you know, spank you guys a whole lot. No, I, I but I had, you know, you guys acted right. We went in a store, you stood, mm-hmm. you held you yeah. were quiet. You didn't throw a fit at the candy line. Right. And if you did, it wasn't a good thing. I know. You know, well, you, not... you would spank other people's kids. Mm. <laughs> I remember. I want to, I still want to spank other oh, people's I kids. <laughs> I yeah. have seen, you know, I was in a clothing store one time and a little guy was running through the store mm-hmm. screaming inside the clothing. Mm-hmm. And this went on for 30, 40 minutes. You guys are with me. I don't know if you remember, but I was like, don't move yeah. like you are you're not running through the right. store we would walk through the store like yeah uh, those soldiers yeah yeah i mean you guys would test <laughs> me here and there but yeah if i wasn't looking but this guy would go in between mm-hmm. grab the clothes as you would open up to look at something he'd be there and grab it and rip it to the ground and he was doing that over and over yeah. again finally i just grabbed him he did it to me i grabbed him by his hair shook his head and stuck him <laughs> back in there right and then he screamed off running about something i said yeah i bumped his head on the bar <laughs> you know but you know what that kid stopped and now yeah, i'd go to jail yeah. now i would oh, go to jail yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like that that wasn't there yeah. so no uh, it's just it's different it's now, a you different know? world I don't know. it's just that you know i don't feel like i got my ass with a lot Mm-mm. and i definitely deserved it when i did like i, I that's how yeah. i do it at least you know what i mean like but i just i just, you know you see and i don't speak my kids yeah and i probably fucking should you know yeah, what i mean see, each his own. but i you know it just doesn't work like it devastates king if yeah. i slap him in the back yeah. of the head or something you know what i mean and i yeah i've done it maybe twice ever you know what i mean like and i don't and think- it's really my frustration Right. You know what I mean? It's what I've realized over the years is that I'm the one that's fucking frustrated. Oh, yeah. And I was frustrated. Yeah, totally. And I was a slapper and a yeller. Yeah. So I'd slap you in syllables. Yeah. God damn it. Why did you do that? You know, I mean, but, you know, you just, you got four kids, you run it. You know, your dad told me one time that uh, he remembers riding the Schwinn and then all of a sudden they had four kids, you know. (laughs) And I said, yeah, well, bitch, I didn't even get on the Schwinn. I know. You know what I mean? Like, that. so I did it, you know. It's just whole something whole different. Well, you just learn as you go, right? Right. the, the fucking, the funny part is, is like, the kids around you, 
automatically fall in line. <laughs> they don't like, you know what I mean? Like we, even when we were, we were yeah. visiting yeah. know, uh, some people and my kids literally like, you know what this kid needs? He needs to go spend a week with Grandma Tammy. That's just, you know I mean? there's, <laughs> like, a, there's yeah. a no tolerance of, of complete, I mean, believe me now with my grandkids and I'm a little bit older, there's things that they do. And I'm just like, that sucked. You know what I mean? You know, I I think it was, it was probably Bronson that grabbed my reading glasses and ripped them in half. And you said, you know, if that was me when I was a kid, you know, you, (laughs) you would have, I said, yeah, but what are you going to do? You know, like it's a little bit different, but I don't have any tolerance for the disrespect shown as you know, of, you know, of things that went on when we lived in the Catherine house, the people in the oh, back yeah. when Montavo was rolling with, you know, oh, things, I just didn't tolerate it. And yeah. it but just, you had every fucking stray kid from Montavo, always. all the homies, you yeah. know what I mean? Everyone they came to my window and ate breakfast the window and eat, you'd fucking be handing out breakfast out of the window. Cause they truly yeah. didn't get to eat. I know. You know, those yeah. kids, like there was a lot of kids that just, they didn't have that family time. Right. And you know, through all the years of all the kids and everybody that came through my house, every kid I ever met loved it. When I said, grab the damn vacuum now and right. start, yeah. you know, they just yeah. were like, they wanted to be a part of that. And you know, there's just a lot of parents out there that weren't ready or not good enough or just yeah. plain shitty. Yeah. I mean, you know, so I mean, even my, you know, Mike Schaefer, Mike Dryer, uh-huh. my friends. And I mean, they, these were kids that grew up in different fucking worlds. And yeah. They loved being over Oh my God. Because you'd put them to work. Always. And they'd fucking, and yell know, at them. Fun. You know, yeah. We could have fun, but right. you'd slap them. You'd yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I remember when you I fed him. Yeah, I fed, fed all him. of them. Yeah, you, you know, so. But you also fucking, you know, drilled Mike in the back of the head with a fucking oh. shoe so hard he got rubbed around his face. Oh my God, that was such a good one. That was such a good one. You know, I recently had a Shufu uh, incident where. My it, mom, like any Mexican mom, which she's not, is incredible at throwing fucking shoes. At it is it years is, of practice. I know, it's next level. But uh, so Riley was at the house and she was being a little shit. And th- this is just like last year. Mm-hmm. And so she ran out to the sliding glass mm-hmm. door and was doing this, you know, bobbing back and forth. And I took my shoe off real slow and sailed that and nailed her between the eyes. And I was like, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, she was just shocked, you know, yeah. so, but. Uh, but I, and I remember every one of our reactions was like, yeah, I know. I took that. You can take it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see that a lot with the kids. You know, they're just. uh It's just a different world right now, and that's okay. It's good, man. Yeah. You know, and I enjoy. I don't want to raise my grandkids. I want to love them and give them stuff and hang yeah. out with them. And they think they have opinions and they think they're all right. And it's mm-hmm. just great. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like what? I must give you joy to see us in pain. Oh my god, so much. <laughs> I just, yeah, uh, she fucking said what to you? Oh, you're kidding me. I know. You know, oh, uh, why, why would somebody that? do that to yeah. you? Anyways, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely something to watch. And a lot of times I just sit back and laugh and I'm like, oh man, that sucks. That yeah. So, insane. but you know, life, that's what it is. We got a ton of stories that raised you guys with a shitload of character. Yeah. Uh, everybody's a survivor. You guys all shake people's hands. You look in their eyes. You're good kids. Uh-huh. You're good people. Yeah. You know, so you're going to raise good people too. That's I how so. I feel about I it. I, I'm gonna I feel like any, every intervention starts with, 
they were such a sweet kid. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, ah. I know what? Is this a documentary? Yeah. Of <laughs> what happened? But yeah, it is, uh, it's terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. And I think being blind like I was, mm-hmm. just rolling with everything right. was exactly where you probably need to be. I would never want, and nobody run out and get pregnant at 16, okay? Right, it's right. a bad thing. Yeah. But, you know, like I, it just made me go. I was like, okay, well, that's not good. Well, he didn't feel good about that, you know, things like that. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of what we did. And yeah. I just felt like I wouldn't want to have kids any older than that at that time in my life. And you I know. mean, because well, now you, you know, you're in your early 40s and yes. you have, um, yeah. Plenty of grandkids. Yes. I mean, what are we at? 13, 13, 13 14, 14 now. I don't 14 know. 14 with is. Kira, I believe. So, yeah, right. I mean, there's yeah. a lot. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a lot. And know? it's weird, too, because uh, they're older now, so they don't have as much time, yeah. you know, with yeah. what they always wanted to stay at my house. Yes. And it was always chaos. You couldn't just take one, you take eight. Right. You know, you're right. like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. Yeah. But now, you know, you get them where they roll up, like Ian, you know, or show up like McKenna. Yeah. And like, hey, I'm hungry. Well, get in there. Let's yeah. cook. Yeah. You know, that's kind of fun to do that. You know, yeah. I need a sandwich or I need this laundry wash. You yeah. know, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So it's all good. But. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah, I, I just, it's, it's so funny because it's so, it feels like that that way is so unique now. You know what I mean? Just to be. I think it is. You know, but also to <clears throat> be able to roll with the punches that you had to roll through. You know yeah. what I mean? And this, we're just touching the tip of the fucking iceberg. Yeah, there's a lot. Crazy fucking stories, right? I mean. Yeah, a lot of heartache, you yeah. know, heartbreak. Try to get through that with raising kids and not yeah. show it. Yeah. Uh, you know, perfect example, when I just had cancer, I kind of retreated to an area. I didn't want everybody to see how sick I was or how bad I felt yeah. because I love you guys that much, you yeah, know, yeah. but in return thinking about it, you know, I should have probably had some more, I should have probably sat around you guys a little bit more cause you bring joy to me, you know? So yeah, it was like, it's, that's such, it's a such a personal, I mean, when demon. Rosie, you know, it's just, yeah, I learned a lot through about it. Yeah. people, you know I mean? We went through that and it was just, oh my God, people run, people run and they people run. don't react Yeah, how you think they and you don't even know how you want people to react, mm-hmm. right? And I never you had know cancer. Nothing. You, you know, know, you, I mean? know, you don't know anything. You don't know how you feel. You don't uh, know. Are you? Do you feel now? You're a how far? You're a year. Plus I'm, I'm like a year. Right? I'm a year in remission, a solid year. Right. So I feel, you know, excited, terrified. You're always scared it's going to come back, right? Because there's so much reason for it to come back. You right. know, you just like with the way things are, but. Uh, you just have to roll. It changed me a lot. Yes. It changed easily. me a whole lot. Yeah. Deep you are inside. a different human. I yeah. am. It mm-hmm. changed my DNA. It changed my drinking. I was, you know, I drank. Right. And I liked to drink. Mm-hmm. And it was good. And now, you know, to me, chemo was a uh, hangover times 500. And I never want to feel that feeling again. Right. I mean, yeah. in my whole life. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was, you know, but it's changed a lot about me. It, yeah. It's changed uh, what I think about life. Yeah. You know, where I want to be. You know, and you don't go tell everybody everything. You know, when they told me, like, you either do this treatment or in six months, you won't be here. Right. When you get hit with something like that, you're like, yeah. well, that's not right. Yeah. Well, you especially know, like, with the shit you survived. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, you really? know, I've been pissed on yeah, by a lion. You know, <laughs> and everybody's like, well, we, yeah, I'm going to have a talk with God when I get up there because something went haywire. Yeah. yeah. You know, but yeah, you're just like, no, I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready for this chapter to end yet. Right. So I'm going to battle this bitch to the ground. But that's how, I mean, it was almost your life is, 
built you for this moment. You know, maybe it has not that you ever fucking should have had. Yeah, but you know, of all the humans on Earth, you know, when I, I cancer should have been terrified to yeah. be around. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> I, I agree. You know, you and know? I felt the same. And with you know, Rosie, you, know you, I mean? you you find, uh, you know, I'm watching my mother go through it right now, and um, I was positive. I've, I've always found a positive something in my life. Right. Always. It, it, if I'm under stress, it's when I'm at my best. Mm-hmm. It's when I really pick up my, as I tell you guys, pull up your bootstraps and get I on know. your shit, yeah. put on your lipstick and your earrings and roll. Right. You know, that's just kind of where it's at. But, uh, you know, you just have to remember to, uh, that not everybody handles shit like that. I know it's crazy. You know, yeah. that not everybody yeah. can be that positive or can, you know, go think about it and think, okay, well, this is where we're going to go. Right. But so, staying, positive through anything like that through any of the it really trials is. and tribulations of life is what gets you through that i shit. think it is i think it's a it's a mental game most if you go negative and you just fall down and give into it then it's going to eat your life it will every right? yeah. every situation yeah. in your life i feel i feel like it goes for not just cancer yeah every, every situation every fucking thing right? if you don't find something to pull out and say Fuck yeah, I could do that. You know, then learning experience. It is make it. Yeah, yeah. you got to learn and hear, and you got to listen too to people. That's something I've learned in my in my later years because I was always so busy telling everybody what the fuck to do. You know, because I was in charge. I've had to completely learn to be not in charge. My kids are grown. They're all parents. They're all raising their kids the way they're going to raise them. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be around to see what happens. You yeah, know, like that's yeah. it. So you got to learn that. And listen to that, you know, right. so you got to learn to listen as you get older. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to listen. I'm it not is, used to listening. Uh-uh. Yeah, just, we're a lot alike. Yeah, and yeah. I thrive in chaos too. Yeah, I can't, absolutely. I can't write a record or uh-uh. play music or do anything creative unless I'm in actual chaos. Absolutely. Like I have to be having a kid or a fucking changing jobs or, you know I, I mean, mean, just if I had know. to paint a portrait, you know, I would have a bottle in one hand, a cigarette in the other a mm-hmm. thing of chocolate three kids hanging off me riding a motorcycle right. you know what i mean <laughs> jumping over a jump a pit of snakes yeah, you know and then yeah. and that really put it pretty much would sum up what when i was out and it was a big grin on my face mm-hmm. like that's how i learned to roll and i i just rolled with it i didn't know how else to do it yeah so. but i mean over the years though i mean i've noticed you're you are so much more patient you know so what i mean it's, it's not that I understand why you would be impatient when you're raising us because we didn't make it easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, and being a parent is just <clears throat> fucking hard. It's right? the and, hardest thing. I. It's yeah. it's so hard. It's absolutely hardest. I thing mean, you have ever. humans that have personalities that you didn't ask or order. Right. You know, and they're, they've got their own deal and you got to learn how to get in between them and, and take right. care of them or whatever. But yeah. yeah. I, 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 I chopped it up it. to kids are, a version of you uh-huh. that has all of your worst attributes <laughs> and worst fucking mannerisms staring at you in the face most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> you're like, God. You're like, what? Damn it. Why would you do that? Yeah, you like know? Bronson or one of the kids will make a face at me. I'm like, that's my face. Yeah. That's the face I, that I'm supposed to make. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, they just, yeah. It's, it is shocking, you know. It's, it's just all the time it's shocking about, you know. And the way the world is, too, it's terrifying because... I'm, you know, I might be here another 30 years. I'm uh, lucky. No. You know what I mean? But these guys are going to go on in this shit that's right. going on. You but know do you what think mean? it's worse than it was? Or do you think we just know about everything now? You know what I mean? Like, we, I'll, I'll, there's always a pervert scare, right? In every fucking neighborhood. Mm-mm. 
every every section of the world. Uh, you know, it's like you know, like, do you think the world is actually worse than yeah, it was? I do or, because okay. the perverts when I grew up, they were in the Pintos parked in the parking lots. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and you're walking by a guy, you know, like, come on, dude, whatever, yeah, sure, you know. Sure. But now they're they're taking our children yeah. they're they're removing our children they're yeah. you know you're on you're on a street you know that kind of stuff for me is is every parent's ni- nightmare oh, yeah. you know like yeah. so that part of it i think is worse mm. yeah i think the kids are way more educated yeah you know when we were younger you had a water fight you played smear the can <laughs> yeah anyway so. so you know so i mean but yeah, yeah i i do think it's a a weirder world. I don't. Yeah, I see. That's what I struggle with because it's like I do when I grew up, or you know, in the desert, like we got chased by fucking weirdos yeah. and shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was the same. Like I've been almost abducted a couple yeah. times. You know Me what I mean? Me too. I but, dude, it, I just yeah. wonder now. It's like with all the helicopter parenting, with the overprotection of our children, is it really as bad as it said, or do we just know about everything? Cause everything's on fucking social media all the time. The social right? media is definitely the, you know, the downfall of everything. If I had, you know how I feel, if I had my choice, yeah. I'd crush everybody's phones, <laughs> you know, especially all the kids. Oh, I, know, I can't yeah. stand it. Some of the adults, you know, I'm oh, like, yeah. dude, it's out of control. And, you know, and I would say, Hey, and anytime you actually do do that to a kid, you take their phones and you put them in life, yeah. forest, vacation. Right. It's a whole, your then child you turns into somebody thing. else. Yeah, totally. So that media is so affects everybody. It does. And it affects me. I won't, you know, I won't watch the news too many times, but I do have to watch it at least once a day to figure, you know, like, okay, what rock and, volcano which rock and roll star died this week I at my know. age, you know? So, because <laughs> yeah. people are picking off like flies when yeah. you get in your, you know, 57, 58. Uh, but uh i just i think it is a i think it's a it's a weirder world like i just can't say yeah. it definitely not it's it's just weird and i don't like i don't like that part of it no of course i don't like I that don't, part but of that's it. what i struggle with is like, yeah you know we you grew up well i grew i considered myself the lat, latchkey right kid, right Absolutely. i mean i was we always got home working from school yeah you were working I got home, fucking yep. let the kids in. We yep. do the thing. I mean, it's not because you were negligent. Uh-uh. It was just you were fucking working, working. three jobs. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like none of that. But we survived. You know what I mean? And we survived fine. And we dealt with fucking weirdos. And we did the thing. But my I'm question, not talking about just perverts. Right. You know but I mean? my question is, why have the parents decided to not have their kids survive? You know, like right. you. You know what I mean? Right. Like you, you know, what? We automatically, I know how I protect my grandchildren now. It's right. like, you know, if I walk out and they, what are you looking at? Yeah. You know, like, what's, yeah. what's, what's, keep walking yeah, forever. come he's on, like, buddy. Yeah. He's sorry. like, God, I got groceries and a dog, yeah. you know, you yeah. know, but you're just automatically on alert all the time. I don't know. I think it's, I mean, I don't view it as this, but I, I could see for, you know, when kids grow up and feel unsafe, right. right um, it's maybe something that just they transferred unconsciously to their kids because they know all you have is your past experiences right. that you can put on your kids. Right. right. What I deal with is, is not pushing my past experiences on my kids. Like as far as like my fears, my fucking irrational bullshit. That, right. You know, I grew up with, or we, you know, just you end yes. up gathering throughout your life. Absolutely. Right? Um. So I try, I try that a lot is to not put my shit on them because 
my experience isn't their experience. Right. These kids, my kids are growing up in a much cushier world than we did for sure. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I just think that, I think a lot of it is a reaction to the fact that the world is safer. Like, and, 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 but now the only thing that we have to do is double check social media to make sure there's not something fucking weird going on. Or we get caught up in these little fucking minuscule things where, and I'm saying, speaking for my thing, because there's obviously right. people scraping for food, right? Right. Of now. course. Of you course. Know, but like my kids did not, are never going to know the true chaos of Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> or, no, or you know, but you know I mean? then, like, then you always wonder too, like, is it a lazy world? It because could be. the yeah, parents so. push their kids off and like, get the phone, yeah. take the phone. Right. Instead of you in here, bah, 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 right. take the phone. So right. it's a lazy world in the sense of people are like, hey, get on that. I'll give you a half an hour, which turns into an hour. I'm guilty of it. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? 100%. Like, it just, I'm like, dude, if I had a phone to give you guys when we sat down to a dinner oh, in a restaurant. Yeah. You know what I mean? But no, I had to fight through the whole thing. <laughs> Knock it off. Give me the bottle. It definitely lid. changes. You know, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it's like, but is it just a lazy world where the parents just are so busy and wrapped up in their own shit right. that they're just not going to do that full deal. And then the people that live on the grid, off mm-hmm. the grid, mm-hmm. you know, they're called, they're weird or whatever, because right. they go overboard. You know, there's got to be a happy medium right. somewhere there. But I mean, you know, when you, there's, so there's this whole theory, right, about like, um, there's one, it's super simple, but uh, having a cell phone case. Okay. Right. There's like a whole theory of people that don't believe in having a cell phone case. Because when you have one, you automatically don't give a shit about your phone. You drop it. You fucking do the, all this shit. Okay. But now if you don't have a case, you are conscious of this thing all the time and you're more cautious with it. You, you know what I mean? Like you treat it better. Yes. Right. So that it's like an sense. interesting theory. Yeah, like, theory. You know what I mean? Because like, the, and I've met people that are like, Oh, I don't have a phone case. And King fucking drops his phone <laughs> every five minutes. Yeah. And his case Delilah. is so destroyed that I took it off. Uh-huh. Kid has not dropped it one fucking time. It's not cracked and it's been months. Right. You know what I mean? And so, what a concept yeah. of that. And he's, you know? He is the kid. He's right. I mean, he is the kid that fucking drops everything. Everything. But he knows now that if he does, it's over. It's a done deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, so no it's like, phone. It's this interesting yeah. theory that, that I, was, I was thinking about. It is, you know, because that is a really interesting theory. I mean, but of the phone, but it's just, I've watched it. But I wonder how it translates into like parenting, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is, you know, parents that go, look, man, these are your responsibilities. Right. This is what you have to get done. Right. And, you know, allowing them to discover the hardship of doing it, getting it done, making it, you know, having it be a task or whatever, rather than handing them everything all the time and right. doing it for them and all this stuff. And I fail in it in a million different ways. But I, I wonder it- that there is a happy medium there where you don't have to fucking go full Bushman. Mm-hmm. Right. And make your kids live on the yeah. grid, but you can live in this world and, and do it. And but I show think it's them. cushy, you know, it's a cushy yeah. fucking world. And show them, you know, there, if, if I was raising kids at this time, it would be limited time, limited time on your phone. It would be, uh, you know, and I say that, but of course, then I was the queen of you're on restriction. Okay, you're off. Two days later, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, I remember, not even 24 yeah, hours, yeah. Oh, you know? I remember being grounded you're driving for a week me nuts. day one, you're like, get out of the Get out of the house. damn house. Yeah. You know, totally. so would I, you know, but the phone thing is just, it's just a whole other, 
it's a whole other world. I, it, I watch people daily. I, you know, I'm a people watcher driving in the car. They're talking. People are on their phones. They're on their oh, phones. Yeah. They're on their phones. They're on their phones. You know, and yeah. stuff like that. I'm on my phone. I pay my bills on my phone, you know, yeah. but I can set it down. I, I can set it down. Yeah. I'm okay. But like I said, I would, I would go with it's a lazy world in a weird way that the kids, it's easier just to shove them off on a computer or shove right. them. And then, and then you turn it around and we do this whole pandemic and then the kids are all forced to be on Zoom. Totally. Yeah. And then yeah. what? They all flip out because they don't want to be on the computer the whole time. Well, right. you were on it for 12 hours without the pandemic. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, so, it's weird. I mean, it's I, a weird, weird world. And I know? think that, like, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard because the kid, Scout and King, like, the fears of all the online shit, like, destroying your... And obviously it can, but like destroying your ego, you know, giving you all these shameful, you know, comments and likes and all that shit. Yeah. Like, I really think like they have a pretty good handle on it. That's like, good. They don't. And it's weird because I think they might be, they're like one of the first generations that's grown up with this right. their whole entire lives. Yeah. So now at like ages 13 and 11, like if they read a shitty comment, they don't, it doesn't kill them. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, Whereas I think a lot of us. So adults, that's equal like, to losing the game playing baseball and not everybody being a winner. Could be. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like that's like be. in their world, that's yeah, what it is. Exactly. Because like, you know, when you played, you didn't always get a trophy. Hell no. You know, yeah, everybody totally. didn't get a trophy. You know, I yeah. I might have built your trophy if I'm you didn't sure get one. I'm pretty sure my mom had to threaten the fucking coach for me to pitch my last game. <laughs> <laughs> I've threatened so many coaches of yours. Do I do at football? Oh, uh, I know. I, yeah. Oh my god! I used to drop you off, and you I would turn around, it. and you would say in a really silent voice, "Healthy, mommy," oh my god, and god. it would kill me. And then I go to the damn thing, and that one coach that I I'd like to find him to this day yeah. was grabbing you guys by your head yeah. and dragging you across the line. <laughs> and he said in a meeting, really smugly. Well, Mrs. Kasamas, why don't you join us a little more often? And I said, well, Mr. Jones, and I'll leave it at Ms. Jones, right. because if I see drag my kid across the line more time, I'm going to whip your ass myself. <laughs> yeah, totally. And he told me, okay, go ahead and stay home. Yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> you know, I, mean, but it's I just, remember when I wanted to join oh, football so bad. Oh, my God. And then I got there and I realized I was chunky. Yeah. I wasn't mean. Yeah, I didn't have a mean, mean bone yet. Nope. And I was in a division because I was chunky, way higher yep. than I should have been. And they I were, just got fucking They were mauled. beating the shit out of you. <laughs> and there's Craig. Yeah. Boof, I mean, it might be the only sport I ever quit. But yeah. you did. You did. Yeah, and you, you know, begged I, to quit. I, I said, look, it, I paid $225. You're keeping this. You know, but I also would say, yeah, I get it, man. Like, yeah. I would not force you to stay there. Yeah. And finished it because it was not your gig. No. You know what I mean? Not. As soon as I got there, I was like, I hate this. Yeah, yeah. It was a terrible idea. This. And then I got skateboarded. So yeah. You got a skateboard. <laughs> yeah. I bought you a, a guitar. I think I bought your first guitar mm-hmm. and amp. You were probably nine. Maybe yeah. a little bit older. No. Maybe, was eight it or nine? Small, though, uh-huh. right? I would have been about 12. You think so? Yeah, because yeah. I was in like fifth grade, yeah. fifth grade. So, so no, not twelve. I would have been. Yeah, you might. Nineteen, eleven, somewhere around yeah, that area. 11, but I mean, yeah, you 10. would ask me and ask me now, and I was like, okay, this. How can this go wrong? Right. Yeah. Hence, everybody in the garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It went yeah. way wrong. Yeah. And loud. And loud. And, but yeah. it just went. And so you always let us do it. It was all right. And the neighbors fucking hated. it. Oh my god! Everybody hated it. Yeah. yeah. You know, you come out and have wars with possums in there and all sorts of crazy stuff 
But, uh, you know, it was keeping you guys. I really enough. I kept you guys at home. Yeah. If you even if you didn't know it, yeah. Instead of being out on the streets and out partying mm-hmm. and stuff, you guys were in the house. You were in the garage. You were in the yards. Right. You know what I mean. And you were the around the backyard wars. wars. You know, you were around, and I I liked it that way. Yeah. I I hated worrying about you guys out on the running out in the streets. And I stuff. just don't know one other parent that would allow a group of teenage boys to have a literal war in your backyard with all the shit. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> Anyways, you know, you need to know that most of that was not my idea. I know, you know, you know I, I was always just straight in the middle of it, all of a sudden running for my life. So it didn't, I mean, I didn't really have a choice. Yeah. You know, even, you would come home. I would just be like, oh my God. There'd be 10 boys in the backyard throwing fucking bikes, rocks, lawn chairs, pieces rocks, of pianos. It didn't matter. Yeah. I thought, Jesus, what is this a junkyard? <laughs> but it did. Like I said, I didn't ever really get a chance. It was just, it just happened. You guys thought it was a good idea. You went for it. And yeah. that's kind of what it was. Yeah. Until you it, know? it was asked for forgiveness, right? Yeah. Absolutely. But also I remember us having a fire pit in the backyard. Yeah. You know, we'd be sitting there fucking hanging out. And then you'd come home from the bar, and yeah. three sheets of the wind, yeah. and you're like, we didn't pay the trash bill. We got to burn some of this trash. <laughs> and you'd throw a bag of trash on top of the fire. You know, <laughs> not only a bag of trash, I've been known to burn some of our chairs, yeah. a piano, uh, and uh, everything else that I can find. Yeah, it was a bad deal. That's so, Corona shit. Yeah, that was yeah. just... I remember anyway. burning trash in Toronto. Yeah, for we sure. just burned stuff. We didn't pay the bill. Uh, this is in Montalvo on Victoria. Yes, yes. But you know, the one the one year we didn't pay the trash bill, and then mm. all the bags lined up, and then it rained, and it was Halloween, oh and the God. maggots came running Dude. out. It was like a horror show. Yeah, it was just and I kept a nice place. Yeah, no, yeah. you know what I mean. Our I kept a nice dirty. home. Yeah, but uh, man, that was crazy. Yeah. So, but yeah, you couldn't afford trash bills, and I was. I was the only trash lady in Ventura yeah. for about six years, yeah. you know, but it was a rough one. So, yeah. but there's just so many stories and, yeah. you know, I don't judge about how people are raising their kids unless their kids are telling you to fuck off to your face, or, right. you know, or picking on old people or doing those things that are just unacceptable. Yeah. So, you know, you, people are going to, the parents are going to pay. They're going to pay for what the <laughs> fuck they're doing. <laughs> You hear that, parents? Parents they're are gonna, gonna pay. Anyways, that's it. All right, mom. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. No, the this is so much fun. Yeah, yeah I we'll love have it. To do it again. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get into the deep Trona days. Uh, you know, I'll write down about thirty-five stories, right. and then we can go from yeah. there. We'll because get you started on your book. Yeah, the book has got to be made. Are you still gonna call it Martha Stewart, my ass? Yeah, Martha Stewart, my <laughs> ass. <laughs> But you the know what? She, since that, she turned into a jailbird. I know. So she's she kind of rolling Snoop Dogg's her best friend. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if I could do Martha Stewart my ass or not, but yeah. you know, we'll it was, uh, out. yeah, I got to get that book going because no, you just don't live that life and not get to tell it. Right. Somehow, yeah. somewhere. 100%. And so I'm, it should be told. I, I think mean. so. I think it would be an enjoyable read. You know, I can't spell for shit, but I'll get somebody to help me out. So (laughs) (laughs) that's not a great family trait. I don't have any. Really not. I look at posts sometimes. I'm like, idiot. Yeah. God. Shauna says I I text like a robot. So I don't put any anything in there that I'm supposed to. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Read the shit. (laughs) You know what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Bye. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.